0: Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and here's a dose of Dr. Debbie. So today I'm having a brief conversation with PBT lead coach, Peggy Porter. We have lots of coaches and practitioners who work within the PBT Institute, and today I wanted you to meet one of our lead coaches and an all-around incredible person. Peggy and I are going to be talking about the shattering of trust, forgiveness, reconciliation, and what it looks like to take that leap of faith begin the process of learning how to trust again. Here we go. Okay. Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Debbie, and I am here with my very special guest today, and we have Peggy Porter with us. Peggy is, uh, first of all, she's just a phenomenal human being, and you will find out for yourself, but she is one of our lead coaches within the PBT Institute. And uh, each of our coaches specializes in uh, in just a certain area that someone would be probably dealing with when hard hit by betrayal, and Peggy has her own specialty, so uh, she's going to talk all about it. But of course, we're going to be talking all about trust, what happens, what to do when trust is shattered, and how to heal it. So welcome, Peggy. Thanks, Debbie. It's Absolutely. Great. So tell great us what here. your specialty is within the PBT Institute.
1: Okay, so my specialty in the community is reconciliation and forgiveness. So, and I do a lot as well around self-care. Um, I can totally relate to all the challenges that come along with being betrayed, just because of my own experience with that. And so, I, my husband and I, did reconcile, and I shared the work that we did, and I support other people in their own reconciliation, but even people who have decided not to reconcile, I support them in uh, still going forward with forgiveness and also self-care and personal healing.
0: And and it's so, yeah, I just want to make sure that everybody knows when it comes to Uh, When it comes to forgiveness, I really believe. And if you remember, we had uh, Paul Young do a Mm -hmm. masterclass within our community, which was incredible. And I remember he he said this, and it really, uh, it it really struck me. And he he was he just said how forgiveness has so much to do with us, reconciliation Mm -hmm. has so much to do with the other person. And you know, you may be in a situation, and, and we see this all the time within the community where it is not safe uh, in anyone's best interest to reconcile and they're best off healing themselves and moving on. And, you know, yes. that was the case with my family. Mm-hmm. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, uh, and two people are on board with it, you you know, there is that opportunity for reconciliation. Not for everyone, no judgment here. And, and it's interesting because that was my experience as well. It was, that was the deal breaker. So yeah. my husband and I were, you know, we're, we're done. We were done. And then came back together as two completely transformed people and then married each other again. So, yeah. and I have to say, I don't know about you, Peggy, but I've been through death of a loved one. I've been through disease. There was nothing for me, uh, as hard as that. Yes.
1: I totally, totally agree. I had lost my mother and I had lost my, or I'd lost, sorry, I'd lost my father and my sister within like a year and a few months prior to that. And my betrayal was just, I, it was a different type of grief. And yeah. it was a grief that was long lasting and that absolutely had to go through the process of that whole grieving and loss and loss of expectations and loss of the life that you thought you were going to be living. And so, yeah, and around forgiveness, it's, it is very common that people think they need to forgive early on. And sometimes that is not the path to go down. There's a lot of things that have to happen before you're in a place of forgiveness, whether you reconcile or whether you don't, like you said, it has really nothing to do the other person but it's just about you being able to move on without carrying the bitterness and anger and feelings of revenge and hatred and all of the things that can keep us stuck and make us sick
0: i'm so glad you said that about not forgiving too early and Mm. even though it has so much to do with us when we forgive too early i find it backfires every time because we're not doing it for the right reasons yes and you know if we don't feel safe and valued and we forgive we feel worse. I remember reading a study that said just that. If we do feel safe and valued and we forgive, we feel better. But in my personal experience, I guess in the beginning, I was expecting this one big grand ta-da moment, and that's yeah. not at no. all how it looked. And it was, it for me, and, and what I see with a lot of our members, it happens in layers and stages. Mm-hmm. Do you find yes. that to be the case as yes. well? Yes,
1: yes. Forgiveness isn't one and done yeah. at all. Yeah, it's, you can go back and forth, too. You think you've forgiven, and then a lot of emotions that you maybe have in process can come back up again, and you may feel that you're backsliding, but you're not backsliding. It's just the process that you need to go through, and it's important for people to remember that when they think that they're stuck and they're not going to be able to move forward. It's just that's part of the process. Sometimes we do feel stuck, and we're only going to stay stuck if we allow ourselves to stay there. But when we know that we can get out of that stuckness and do the work on our own personal healing,
0: then that can allow us to continue to move forward. It's so true. And it does take time and which which brings up the idea of trust. Yes. Because trust takes time too. It took time the first time uh we decided or we felt comfortable enough to trust in someone. And then for sure, if we're rebuilding trust in that in that same person, it's yes. gonna take a long time. And, and, you know, I talk about the brick wall and the brick wall of trust. And I look at trust like a brick wall, every Mm -hmm. opportunity, someone has to show that they're trustworthy. That's one brick in that, in that brick wall. Right. So the only way I know of a brick wall to be built is brick by brick Brick by brick. brick. Now, The person who built the wall can shatter the whole thing. Well, the The person whose trust has been shattered can look at the rubble of bricks and say, I don't have the least bit of interest in watching that thing get rebuilt. Totally fine. Yes. If they do, however, I look at it as their job is to be willing and they don't have to. But that would be their role if they're willing to watch the brick wall be rebuilt and the other person has to be a really good bricklayer. And it goes up the same exact way, you mm-hmm. know, brick by brick by brick. So let's talk about trust. What? How do you see trust? And, and then we'll talk about maybe what you've seen within the community.
1: Well, just when you mentioned that brick wall, because for me, trust is about a sense of safety. And when you, you were just talking about that brick wall, it made me think of that because when that brick wall has been torn down, there goes our sense of safety, our sense of protection. And then we feel open and vulnerable and raw and completely, as you like with a brick wall, when it does come tumbling down, it's complete destruction. Mm -hmm. So trust is about building up that sense of safety again. And that is done brick by brick. And it's not even, you know, all about the other person. It's about you being able to build up your own sense of trust within yourself that you will be okay. No matter whether the reconciliation happens, no matter whether it doesn't happen, because there comes a certain point, I think, where I realized that I cannot rely on someone else's behavior for my sense of worthiness. And so I had to recognize that, yes, I needed my husband to, you know, I had to set boundaries and I had to feel safe and he had to recognize that he had to. Like you said, build that wall brick by brick with his actions and his behaviors and his words. But I also had a responsibility to recognize that no matter what happened, that I had to learn that I would be okay because it was only me that was in control of my actions. So you know, yeah, that's the process. It.
0: Right. And it's a grueling one, but it it creates a new level of you that never would have had the, the opportunity to show up had that not happened. And even, you know, when you, when you say that, and this is exactly what, what post-betrayal transformation is about. This is exactly what moving through the stages, you know, is about because think about it. Here was that version of you who, who, you know, I mean, I know with me a hundred percent, there wasn't a cell of me that didn't trust. There was no reason not to. Right. And then, rebuilding yourself and rebuilding in um in just your own personal power and your own sense of my sense of safety and security is up to me if i if i choose to to have a relationship with somebody or become vulnerable or whatever that's that's okay but but i'm but i'm taking care of myself and rebuilding myself first and it sounds like that's what you're saying too And that's where uh, that's where that post-betrayal transformation comes in because not only are you rebuilding your life, you're rebuilding yourself from that shattered sense of self, rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. These are gigantic. And when they all start getting rebuilt, that's what makes this version of you that is so solid and so strong, and um, and just so different than yes. the pre-betrayal version. Tell us about some of the of the. I mean, of course, no names or anything, but yeah. maybe just some some members you've seen. Like what where you know the trust was so fragile and the mm. and the betrayal was so new, and then and then what they what you've seen in in how they show up now.
1: Well, I think a lot of what the support is absolutely crucial in in being able to build up trust in yourself and in others because i am a firm believer that healing cannot be done in isolation so i think with the support the people in the community that i've worked with have been able to move forward in their sense of trust and a lot of it is helping them create safe and clear boundaries a lot of them a lot of the work is in helping them with their feelings of worthiness and self-love. A lot of it is um, recognizing that trust is a process and it's not something that's going to be built overnight. And also sometimes people have come to the community that are very, very new that have just recently found out about their betrayal. Mm -hmm. And in that particular instance, they're not necessarily thinking about you know, necessarily the building of trust, they just need to be able to get out of bed. And so it could just be about in that stage, just helping them feel safe enough and to be able to take care of themselves enough to be able to get through their day-to-day. But it's it's tremendous in how you see them move through with the support and with the willingness that they have to allow this particular, you know, Devastation become the catalyst to help them recognize that they want more out of life. They don't want to stay in this stuck yeah. place, which is one of the big things for me early on. That was just something that I recognized. This was not going to rob me of the rest of my happiness.
0: Absolutely, oh, I love that. I got chills when you said that. But it's really so true. Now think about it. Someone comes into the community it takes so much courage because the person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. And then the natural next step is, well, if I, where was I during all this? How did I not see? How did I not know? And when we're speaking about betrayal, this is just for everyone. It's not, it's not only your partner. This is a family member, a friend, yeah. a coworker, but that's the natural questioning of things. It's like, well, I can't trust that person. How on earth, I can't trust myself. Well then how on earth can I trust anyone or anything. So it is just a, such a bold move, even to say, Mm. even though I don't trust the person I trusted the most and I don't trust myself, I'm going to trust you enough. PBT Institute to see if I can have the support. So, um, it's, that's why I just, I admire every single person who comes into our beautiful community because we know, we know how hard it is and, um, it takes a lot, but tell us like what you've seen, how strong, uh, do you see somebody, you know, showing up when they've taken the time, when they've done the work?
1: Oh, well, like I've seen incredible um, people that have gone through the, the PBT Institute. Some of them have been there, um, you know, since the beginning, and they're just having all these breakthroughs. They have, you know, they're, they have for people who have reconciled, they have created stronger marriages for people who have decided that reconciliation is not what they, you know, what is good for them. They have taken that and they have just moved forward in their own life. They have, I have a lady who she was betrayed not only by her husband, but her best friend as well. And she was able to recognize that it's about her and her boundaries and about what is good for her. And she has really, I think, taken a lot of you know some of the, um, I guess, sense of powerlessness that she has and turned it inward and made her feel more powerful. Hmm. So it is, it's, I, I think one of the things that was crucial in my healing was finding people who had gotten through it and come out on the other side. And I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not you know, been in communities and had I not been, um, you know, reading and listening to podcasts and hearing people who had actually done the work. And it is powerful to see people go through that whole process of transformation to go from maybe not being able to get out of bed in the morning, then to be able to, you know, start a new career or, um, uh, you know, start to travel, start to take courses, start to get into hobbies that they've always wanted to do, but they never gave themselves permission to do. So I I see all sorts of that um, as far as the Uh, progress in the community with clients.
0: Uh, It's, it's so beautiful to watch. And I see that as they, they leave stage, that's more of like a, an entering into stage four and even stage five. Mm. That's when, you know, now we're ready for that new level of health, that new business, that new body, that new relationship with that person or with somebody else. And it's, it's really in moving through the stages. So we, you know, um, the trust again, intensive, and it's, I think it's, is it like the fifth or sixth time? we've done it and uh it's it's just this amazing way to uh just to have just to dip your toe in to trust and and just say okay well i'm not sure what this whole thing is about yeah. but let me just uh let me just start with a little five day experience so um, I'm going to put, put the link here for the, for the Trust Again Intensive, and that's coming up really, really yeah. soon. And uh, you see the members who come in and see you from there. And what they've already come from is this five-day experience where we are taking on Shattered Trust yeah. from the original place it was shattered which is which is always a surprise that first day is always a shocker for people and you you know we talk about the uh, the four step trust rebuilding process and the window of willingness and the the version of you who you know is able to trust and boundaries and and our bs meter and so many things we're taking on so as we're wrapping this up, and you can just, everybody, it's just the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust dash intensive, if it feels like a fit and you want to join us. So what would you say as we wrap this up about someone who is shocked, blindsided, untrusting, sort of, you know, putting up that big wall, not sure they could trust in anyone and anything, give them some hope. Well, I've been there, I have come out
1: on the other side. And it is just, you know, a little bit at a time, we can't get to, you know, we can't get to Z without going through the alphabet. So I find that that's the way healing, we don't know, one day, to the next how we're going to go through it. But we just put one foot forward, we just do the next right thing is how I like to um, encourage clients, sometimes we don't know what the next right thing is. Mm -hmm. But support is absolutely crucial. And it's what I needed to get through. And as far as trust is concerned, it is it's it's something that I never really fully understood until I became knowledgeable about how to rebuild that trust. And Mm -hmm. I know that's what has really helped me. So I just want to let everybody know that it's absolutely possible to heal from the devastation of a betrayal, whether it be from a partner, whether it be from a family member, friend, um, boss, it is absolutely available to you. If you, you know, like I said, take kind of a leap of faith and recognize that there are people out there to support you. And I've had people in the community that have come in, like you said, through the trust challenge, and they were blown away at some of the things that they've discovered about trust. And
0: about themselves, which is what I, what I love to see so much. And, and, you know, as we do this more and more, we just see what I'm always blown away with is watching someone realize they're stronger than they thought. Yes. They're stronger than they thought they they're able now to see things they never would have seen beforehand and building this new version of them. That's, their rules and their script and what serves them and what works for them. And then the happier they become because of that, it just, it flows out to yeah. you know everyone within their care and reach. So it's just so wonderful. Well, everybody, you are looking at Peggy, who is an example of someone who uh, has rebuilt trust. This is what post-betrayal transformation looks like. This is what stage five looks like. Uh, it's doable for anybody. Both of us, you know, we didn't do anything that anybody else couldn't do. Uh, is it hard? Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. So, can I just um, say
1: one, one last yes, thing? Please. I was going to just
0: say, do you have any final words?
1: I just want to say just where you're talking about the trust challenge and finding out like a lot about themselves that I think that is really key because often when we've been, when we have been betrayed, we make it about the other person and focus so much our, on our energy on the other person, but it's about turning inward into what, you know, what we can control and what we can do and how we can heal. And I think that's what the
0: trust again challenges is, is, um, you know, able to help people do that. Yeah, beautiful. All right, Peggy, thank you so much. And everybody, if you you know, whoever, if it feels like a fit, if it's a little bit scary, but it sounds exciting, it sounds hopeful and possible, uh, that's how you know you're in the right place. Then join us. The pbtinstitute.com forward slash trust dash intensive. It's the self-love edition, and we'll see you there. Thank you so much, everybody. See you next time. While reconciliation definitely isn't a fit for everyone, forgiveness is because forgiveness is about us. It releases the power the pain has on us and allows us to move forward with our healing. That's not saying what the person did was right, that we're a pushover, setting ourselves up for it to happen again. Far from it. It's all part of the process we go through as we move through the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough in order to become a version of ourselves we're now ready to become. Are you ready? Let us help. And a great first step is to see what stage you're in. You can find that out by taking the Healed or Hardened quiz to see. Just go to HealedOrHardenedQuiz.com. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.